Hello, you are here with us on Off Kilter No Filter, and you are here listening to me, Tammy, and my most amazing tall drink of water, Byron. How are you today, Byron? Hey, I'm okay. How are you guys doing today? How are you <laughs> doing today, Miss Tammy? I'm all right. I'm a little tired, but other than that, I'm, I'm doing all right. Always could be worse, so, yeah. you know. It would be... It would be... <laughs> Nicer if the weather were stable. Oh my right? God. Yesterday was nice. It was, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That that's a different well actually it's not a different podcast episode. That'll be covered in today's episode too, but why not? There you um go. there you go. Yeah, just today we're talking we're talking about uh uh current events as seen through the what a social media lens. Yes. Or how how social media kind of um portrays current events. Yes. And how that affects the average person. Yes. So which which social media are we talking about today? You had like something in mind. Well in particular. Um it's we'll talk about Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Um mm-hmm. and then we'll touch on um some of the other ones, I guess they're not smaller, but they're not as used currently as they used to be. Like they've kind of like, mm, with an asterisk, seen their heyday. Uh, like uh-huh. Instagram, like Instagram is still popular, but Instagram is becoming a lot like TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Facebook, I'm, I'm surprised anybody's still on that. Facebook is, it's. I mean, I. I love it's it. becoming like a it, it it's becoming like a generational thing where like I guess a, yeah. apparently I'm an elder millennial. I'm 35, but yeah, you whatever. Are. You're you're an, I'm a, you're you're an elder. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah, I am old because uh-huh. I'm being sitting in class with uh, Zoomers or younger millennials, and I'm like, oh, you sweet child. <laughs> if somebody's 21, if somebody yeah right, if somebody's 21, are they a Zoomer or a millennial? I believe they're. They're on that cusp, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm honest. I mean, it's all made because up anyway, but I'm honestly not too sure. I say this again, like I can't look it teacher. up. I'm in front of a computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my student teacher, who is amazing, and I've known him his, practically his whole life, because he's you know, from the same school that I teach at. He went to that school, graduated from that school, is now doing student teaching there, has been promised a job there, whatever. But he's he just turned twenty one. Okay. But he considers himself, I think, a millennial. Well, according to Google. Lower end millennial. Well, according to Google, it's anybody born between nineteen ninety seven and twenty thirteen, which I'm like. All right, do the math for me. Is, is he in that? Uh, you said he was twenty one. Yeah. Then yes, he'd be Gen Z. Okay. Well, according to Google, he'd be Gen Z. Uh, All right. So he's but he's barely in there, he's right? Barely so in he's there. almost a Zoomer. Because uh, Liam, yeah. Liam was born in two thousand four, and I think that's when it. And Liam's eighteen, right? So he's quote unquote Gen Z, which, depending on who you ask, he would technically be not technically, but he was supposed to be a millennial. I'm Gen Y because you're Gen X, right? Right. And so millennial mm-hmm. would, yep. was supposed to be originally was it was supposed to be people born. Um, at the turn of or after the uh, turn of the millennium because it wasn't just the turn of the century it was the turn of the millennium in 2000 right, right? 
And so for like that time span between like 1999 and like maybe 2004 or five with a question mark, Mm -hmm. that would have been, that was originally your millennial. That would have made sense. Um, But But then they bumped bumped it back. They bumped it back or changed it all. The powers that be was like, no, you're a millennial because you grew up more so, uh, I guess, leading up to the turn of the millennial, right? And so anything after that would then be Gen Z, and now after Gen Z is Gen Alpha, which I'm like, but we're all still kids of Xers. (laughs) So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wouldn't it make more sense for me to be Generation Y still, and then the ones that we call Gen Z right now would be a millennial. It'd be, I guess it'd be different if, um, you know, there was like not a sliding scale, but um, it's not a sliding scale. It'd be a progressive scale, right? So like you're Gen X, I would be Y. And even though Gen Z right now is quote unquote Gen Z, they would move up to millennial because they're getting older. And so their kids would be alpha. And then when their kids become, when alpha's kids get to be, of age of, of majority whatever they would move up so like gen z would then be the new millennials you see what i'm saying i'm sure there's a name for that i just can't think of it right now because i only have five hours so <laughs> so you know what really what fucked this up was calling anybody by a letter <laughs> right <laughs> because like the group before me are the boomers mm-hmm. and they're not a letter right and the group before them are are the silent generation mm-hmm. They're not. They're not a letter. Group before them are the greatest generation. Not a letter. I thought the greatest so generation why, why was World War Two. Ch- yeah, but they were born in the in the in the teens. Oh, so okay. Like my I see mother-in-law is considered the silent generation because she was born in the 1930s. Okay. Yeah. So the greatest generation fought in World War Two, but they were born in the teens. Okay. Yeah. See, every time I heard the greatest so, generation, they always, I guess it's because they always associate with World War II. So for as a, mm-hmm. especially with, um, I think you touched on this in another. Those that are born, remember, those born during World War II are the boomers. Right, okay. Yeah, because they were born, because my mother was born in 47, my dad in 45, and they are dead center boomers. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because so, yeah. it was always this correlation when they, because there used to be a lot of um, I don't know if you said this or maybe I heard this on another on another podcast but um, especially in the 90s a lot of the people were still living from World War II um, so there was yeah. a lot of like World War II memorabilia and commemorations and everything mm-hmm. like that um, and so they always say the America's greatest generation so I I would always yeah. they would always make the correlation and I guess as a kid I just assumed that mm-hmm. they were talking about the greatest generation being um people during world war ii but like being born mm-hmm. during world war ii right oh, yeah. so it's like yeah. that makes more They're, sense those it's are like the, those, are the boomers. those are the boomers got it so <clears throat> yeah okie dokie so so what what screws it up with the generational thing is tagging tagging my generation with an x and then you fuck it all up for everybody else right. <laughs> so so you know what's what's the point uh in, in calling my generation Generation X, I mean, I where did they get that? Do you and you you've done you've told me before I think because you looked it up before. Uh, where did they get that X thing for Generation X? Let me see, because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Let's see, Generation X. How did Generation X get its name? Uh, from the baby boomer to the post-millennial, 50 years of change. The photographer Robert Kappa coined the term Generation X to refer to people born after the 60s. It's not even half a century. This generation has coexisted with three others, boomers, Y, and Z. See? Remember? Y. I said I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Robert Kaplan did it. A photographer did it. He must be important, okay. but I don't feel like going down that rabbit hole on the podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've already done a little bit of an off-kilter. On this no, no, right. we, we, we've hashed over this generational thing so many times. Right. Well, X apparently but, symbolized okay, so, so, an unknown variable or a desire not to be defined. But but well, oh my but God. part of okay. it, too, is All like right, Generation X was always the... well was always labeled as the quote-unquote slacker generation. Like, you had the boomers, and then because each generation, and we did cover this in our generation episode, each generation, as it gets older, blames the um, blames the generation before, of course, and blames mm-hmm. the generation beneath them, the ones coming up, because that's, mm-hmm. that's how ridiculous we are with this mess. But mm-hmm. um, boomers, right, were slackers to the greatest generation because of course the greatest generation saved the world in World War II at least that's how the story right. is told <laughs> and so mm-hmm. then boomers of course had I want to say had it easy but boomers had it better because at least in the United States um, right. you know you didn't have any competition so you didn't have to compete with anybody because the world was blown to hell plus you had money coming in from all of your competition as well the only one you really had to like quote unquote compete with was Russia and maybe China at the time, and it wasn't that much. Like, you didn't have the same um, level of competition that you do today, right? So boomers got to experience um, the benefits of having little to no competition and reaping um, all the benefits from the greatest generation, which is why the greatest generation would be like, you're a bunch of of slackers, right, to the boomers. Mm -hmm. Boomers, of course, growing up with um, the benefits of a war machine that pumps money into your pumps money into your system or whatever, they'll uh, turn around and now the kids who don't know anything um, uh, don't really have the same kind of reverence for it because they weren't around yet, um, and are also right. starting to see that that um, that boom is starting to bust, right? Like any business, so those kids are starting to see yeah. the cracks in that. Well, the boomers are like, hey. You dumb kids you know we worked hard even though we didn't but you know we we got we got where we are like you need to do the same thing or whatever whatever mm-hmm. and it's like but you did it and here's cracks in your system but grandpa told me you did it you were a long-haired hippie. exactly okay so well then grandpa told me all about the war right well we'll repeat the cycle because then those kids grow up during the 80s where there's another boom uh-huh. in the economy, yeah. right? Good or I bad, remember. Right? Good, bad, or otherwise. Thank you, mm-hmm. Reagan. Um, so there's that part. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gen Y comes along. And of course, we're kids growing up. So we see another yeah. bus. Now there's another. So your peaks and valleys, your cycle, like it continues, your peaks and valleys. So there's a bus for a minute. And then we, we, peak again during the 90s because now there isn't any main competition from Russia the USSR falls right, right. 
And then we have the internet boom. So this is Gen X, the slacker generation created the internet as we know it, right? So you have that, but you also then have the dot-com bubble bust. So now you have another valley, right? Then you have the turn of the millennium. So we're at a peak again. Um, and then 9-11 happens. So, you know, 9-11 is 9-11, right? Another value. Ooh, yeah. And we've kind of been there yeah. mostly ever since with like smaller peaks here and there, like your glimmers of hope. Yeah. But, you know, glimmers your of glimmers hope. of hope. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> I'm going to start a girl band called Glimmers of Hope. It sounds, do it. That sounds awesome. We can go on tour together. Either that or a, either that or a, a false charity. Get me some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho, Glimmer, glimmers of glimmers hope. of hope. I love it. That, you can open it with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Byron Alexander and the Soul Poppers and Evanescence. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why she just came on the radio. Like, yeah, what's up, Evanescence? Evan and Essence. That's that's what uh, Evan, Evan and Evan and Essence. Evan and Essence like yes. <laughs> Evan and Evan and Oh, I like that. Is that like peaches and herbs? Yes. Evans and Evan and <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love her all off kilter. Yes. Well, okay, so to tie it all back in. So Facebook is kind of a generational thing, and I got told that many years ago mm-hmm. when it started becoming a generational thing, when I noticed that most of my Facebook friends were all my age or, or older, like, you know, mm-hmm. and my daughter wasn't hanging out on it very much anymore, mm-hmm. and neither were her friends, you know, right? So so I asked my daughter, hey, what's up with Facebook? She's like, you mean the old person hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so where be the young ones? <laughs> and she's like, well, at that time, this is like, God, this is like, five six seven years ago something like that uh-huh. um she's like well we're all on instagram now mm-hmm. and i was like okay all right cool and she's like and sometimes reddit she goes but reddit's starting to be like you know loaded with those 30 year olds mm-hmm. and i'm like all right all right cool so now now that my daughter's almost 30 <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different for her mm-hmm. but now i guess so then it went from like Oh, and and a lot a lot of people hung out on Tumblr also because it was you know similar to Facebook, right? Mm, I never did so, Tumblr. I wasn't. Um, yeah, I did it for a little bit, but I just kept forgetting my login, so I just I, never did it. I didn't know like what was Tumblr. I was like, what was Tumblr? Then when they shut it down, people yeah. were like, oh, there goes all my porn. I was like, is that what Tumblr was? I I missed. It wasn't. For I me. missed the whole. It, honestly, I'm I'm not. Um, they shut Tumblr down. Yeah, they they end. I said ended it, but I guess Tumblr as as we know it as a website or whatever isn't um, Tumblr anymore. Somebody bought it and totally changed it or whatever. Um, this is oh god, this is what uh, seven eight nine years ago, maybe not that far. Again, I say this like I can't look it up, but. <laughs> Uh, right. um, let's see. Tumblr. Uh, is it still a thing? <laughs> I don't know. That's how I was going to look. Uh, it was a microblogging and social uh, social networking website founded in 2007. T- I don't know. T- I'm on Tumblr now. Uh, well, 
Okay. I'm looking at it. And I do have a oh, login. Oh, ownership change. That's what it was. And in, in a stricter content policy, that's why. Okay. I know there was something going on with Tumblr. I just wasn't in or on Tumblr. Which is fine, yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't have any idea what my password is. But. Yeah, well. And it was all right. It was all right. It just, it just, I, because I, I can't do more than one social media at a time. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh. <clears throat> I got a life. Well, no uh, pun intended. You don't have the bandwidth. Neither do I. There's that too. Yeah. Well, because yeah, well, it's it, that's part of the generational thing too. Because when you grew up, you didn't have um, as many distractions as I did when I grew yeah. up. Which I have less distractions than yeah, people who came up in the era or age of social media. So it's a lot easier right, yeah. for younger people um, or Gen Z or whatever. To be able to to juggle um, multiple social media accounts or whatever, and link them all together, so you can kind of do it all at once. And it's not to say that you and I can't yeah. do it, but we've been conditioned in a certain era to not have to, so it's a little bit more difficult. Well, for us. and also, it comes down to I don't I don't want to. Well, that too, because my <laughs> my whole world, yeah. See, my whole world does not revolve around social media, mm. so like. Because of, yeah, because of my age, I tend to text or call people that I talk to that I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I prefer to see them face to face. I don't go online to, to find friends. Uh, and I, you know, I already have that, but I, I do prefer like a phone call or even, you know, texting's cool too. I'm, I'm down with the texting, but as far as like, I don't I don't get on social media for that that uh socialization that that and uh I grew up from a, a different generation in that um the world is not about me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not used to being on camera 24/7 and I mean like like it still freaks me out when I go to a store and I know they got cameras everywhere right right like outside, everywhere, traffic cameras, everything. It freaks me out that I could be singing in my car, look over, and somebody's recording me on their phone. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of. I didn't. I didn't grow up with that. So for me, you know, uh, privacy was always a thing. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I, you know, so I, for me, social media is very um, invasive. It's invasive, and it it. It lends itself to um, narcissism, but yet at the same time making people feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so okay. So with that, that makes me very sad. You know that like younger people um, have to have that all the time. Luckily, my children don't. Mm-hmm. My son is a Zoomer, and he he doesn't have hardly any social media. Mm-hmm. He'll get on Discord with some friends on occasion to play like Minecraft and stuff. But and he's got an Instagram, I think. Mm-hmm. But he's not he's not like on everything all the time. He he he's not a fan. Right. He doesn't like it. Which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. You know, he there's like so many other things he would rather do. He's like, it's the biggest waste of time. It is. And you know, people tend to do their, their thing where they talk smack because they're not in person. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, say that to my motherfucking face. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll punch right. you. <laughs> but you feel like you can say it, you know, uh, 
when when you're online yeah. because there are no immediate you know, consequences because you're not going to get punched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you can put in uh, Saturday Night Live did a skit on that. Oh really? Yeah, they did a skit on that. They were uh, let's see, it was almost like a game show kind of thing. And then they had like uh, they brought the people on that that were like online bullying, and of course they look like you know nerds and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, hey, such and such, you said to this post, somebody put a post on on uh, online that you know on Twitter or whatever, that was like you know I'm feeling really bad today, blah blah blah, and you posted kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it was like this big thing, you know, they made like this, the how, how, you know, and they're like, oh, I didn't really mean that, you know, or they said, oh, you know, I'd kick your ass, that kind of thing. So they bring the person out. Mm-hmm. So that way the nerd that said that could kick their ass. And of course they couldn't. Right. And it, you know, it was like, it was a really a pretty good commentary mm-hmm. on trolls, mm-hmm. you know, who do this because evidently they're sad sack life yeah. <laughs> because it well you know, are just well as, as we always say like it comes back to power so on the internet mm-hmm. you have more power because of the void of the internet than you do in person you yeah. can project an entire persona uh, which is um what social media um has become um yeah. especially again like because it's so ubiquitous now it's just a lot of especially the kids have grown up in an, in an era, um, you know, have grown up in an era where there's never been social media. Like, they, there's always been social media for them, right? Like, for me, mm-hmm. I grew up at the start of the internet, um, but for the first, because the internet became, quote, unquote, the internet when I was, like, seven. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't become capital I internet until I was, like, 13. But I didn't get access <laughs> to that until I was 14. Like we had yeah. a computer, but we didn't get the internet until 2001, and even yeah, then, that I was dial-up. So yeah, it was dial-up. Yeah, so uh, and my ex just used it to play like I don't know what whatever quest or whatever. It, it, I tried <laughs> playing a game, and it took so it took like an hour and a half to load, and mm. then mm-hmm. and that was just to play like the first ten minutes of said game because it was online. Yep. It was a uh, it was a um, uh, action adventure game on the TNT.com because they had one of those TV movies they made when they still did TV movies. Yeah. And uh, you could play as one yeah. of the main characters or whatever. But um, cool. yeah, it took like an hour and a half. So I'd have to like start it and just let it buffer. And of course, since it's dial up, it's tying up the phone line. So I had to do it like at nine o'clock at night where people typically at least in 2001 didn't call Shit. after nine o'clock <laughs> yeah, that's because that's you know long distance right people yeah <laughs> all the th- okay so all the things you take for granted now <laughs> right so let's tie this back then because I, I got off facebook actually now that i think about it, i got off i i only do uh snapchat mm-hmm. and that's just because liz sends me stuff you know, from from Oregon, right? She shows me her gardens. She shows me Rocco, that kind of stuff. Okay, so I don't do social media mm-hmm. anymore. My life has been much improved because of it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I got off of it because really because of of uh, confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Now everybody likes confirmation bias because you know you're on there with your friends and they say what you like. You let you know you you all agree politically. You all agree. Blah blah blah. But here's the thing with that. Here's here's what gets on my nerves. 
So because my friends aren't friends with each other, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody posts something and you're like, wow, that's okay. Wow, that's 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 terrible of Trump or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Okay. So then you like you 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 go on. You're like, wow, okay, there's that. And then two days later, you see the same goddamn thing from somebody else posting it, and you're like, okay, I thought I was over that. You know, I thought I got rid of that. I thought I made it past that, mm -hmm. right? We're on to new things, but this person, for some reason, is days behind everybody else. Or, because of the way social media works, they don't show you everything all the time because it's all rigged. So, mm -hmm. I only get to see what they post on occasion, whatever. So, here it is, and I'm like, man, scroll past, scroll past, scroll past. Oh, there it is again. Scroll past. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So, every person I know on different coasts is now posting the same thing which I don't need to be inundated with what I already hate. Right. But So after a while, it was like, look, if anybody knows me well enough, they've already got my number. Anybody I want to talk to, anybody I care about, already has my number. So they can text me updates on their life. Other than that, I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I just don't. So I got off Facebook because to me it was too depressing. Even the confirmation bias was depressing. Mm -hmm. Plus... Everybody on there, I like, but I don't trust. Because <laughs> right. people post shit, and you're like, people post stuff, right? And you're like, that's horse shit. You don't look like that. <laughs> How many filters you got on you, man? Because that's, that's not what you look like. I don't care if I haven't seen you in 10 years. You do not look like right. that. <laughs> and why are you lying about your vacation? That's your backyard. I've seen your backyard. Mm. Why are you going to lie about that? I always laugh when they like post and, vacations. It's like, or they post their... I always laugh that people post all their business on on Facebook at the yeah. time. It's like, yeah, I called into work and I'm in Maui or whatever. And it's like, yeah. you think everybody you needs to know that? And here's the and they got the nerve to be friends, but they're boss. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't post your vacation pictures while you're on vacation because if somebody finds out where you live, you're getting broken into. Mm -hmm. That's all I gotta say. Well, people are dumb. Well, the, it, I remember when. Facebook was like really starting to take off before it before it went public. Um, yeah. Some of my classmates, we were friends on Facebook at the time, and they had like their phone number and their address and their email address, yeah, and it's no. all, all no. under the info tab. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, why would you put that all out there? Like, it's the internet. Like, you want some random person calling dumb. you, or you know, prank calls and stuff like that. It, it, exactly. See, this is where my mind is. It's just like simple prank calls, like Bart Simpson type shit. Right, yeah, which is annoying, but mostly innocent mm, with an asterisk. Mm -hmm. But yeah, <laughs> um, you know, you get, um, and this is still the this is still the early days of what became social media, and Google mm -hmm. is still um, in a search engine where if you take somebody's phone number, you can find their address at the time. Yeah. So I'm just thinking yeah. to myself like. You put all that out there for just any random person, you know? And I mean, you can take their phone number and find their address, but then you put your address on Facebook. Like, really? Really? Well, back in the day, back in the day, most people's addresses and phone numbers were in the white pages of the phone book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could opt out. You could, you could opt out, but, you know, but it was rare anybody opted out. Right. But here's the thing. People are creepier now. Yeah. And 
you know, if somebody doesn't know you, mm -hmm. they're not going to look you up. Or they could look you up, but it's rare. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you got to tell them your name first. <laughs> <laughs> but if your name's already out there on the internet, mm -hmm. yeah, they could find it. And they could find anything they want. Virtually everybody is on the internet these days because the internet, mm -hmm. just like your phone, has become, um, you know, so yep. integral. It's a homing beacon, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's become so integral to it your is, everyday life. You. Like, you almost need a Wi-Fi connection or at least a data connection, mm -hmm. right, to go with your phone. Yeah, right? you have to. And you need a you phone. Like, I have uh, my phone. That's the only means of communication that I have. Uh, I don't have a landline, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, yep, exactly. So it's... I miss landlines. Right? I really do. I miss landlines. It's, it's crazy, but... I think it was easier with a landline than it is with a cell phone. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we'll be here all day with that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 connect it. Let's go back to today's topic. Yes. Well, it's current events, but current events have always current events have always occurred. But now, yeah. because of social media, or I guess in tandem with social media, um, the way that we experience those events is heightened. And so that makes it seem as though um, the world is on fire, which it always has been. Thank you, Billy Joel. Yeah, it always has been. Um, but yeah. because of social it media, it seems like it's gotten hotter, right? Yeah. Um, like we talk about... The fire's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like we talk about um, how many school shootings... And the thing about it is, it's not necessarily that there are more school shootings. Well, let me say it. Let me say it correctly. There are more school shootings, but the thing about social media is that we get to see them all at once. So it feels mm -hmm. as though that there are a lot more than what is actually happening. And that's not to diminish what yeah. uh, school shootings, but it's like no. when Columbine happened, that took up the news, um, the news cycle because it was a big deal. And in fact, of course, mm -hmm. it, it is, it's, it, you know, it still was, but um, you didn't have social media. So you didn't also um, if there were other school shootings that happened um, during Columbine, you wouldn't know that. Right. Because Columbine right. was the main story. If there was a school yeah. shooting in New York or Florida or Texas or whatever, like, again, tragic, not to diminish them. But Columbine was the main headline. Well, now with social yeah, media, yeah. you can see Columbine, Texas, New York, New Mexico, Utah, right, Minnesota. You can see it all at once. You can do that 30, well, yeah, now 30 years ago. God, 30 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. cut it out. Um, oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Stop that. Uh, see our time episode. And yeah. <laughs> same thing with police brutality. Uh, that has always been a thing since the police became the police as we know them. Like it's an abuse of yeah. power, um, plain and simple. That's what it is, and that's been a thing since Native it Americans starts. actually started. Native Americans actually in the 1970s started the uh, American Indian uh, movement mm -hmm. because of police brutality against Native Americans. Yes, the labor movement started because of police brutality against the labor force. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. see that. It's always the police. Why is it the police? Not every individual policeman, but the police as an institution. Because the police as an institution mm -hmm. service those in power. 
See our copaganda episode. Yep. Auntie Hoos. Exactly. <laughs> our copaganda. <laughs> Auntie Hoos. Um, so you have, that's always been a thing, right? Well, in 1990, we got it on camera with Rodney King, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right? But that was our quote unquote social media back then. But the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. It's like people saw it and were shocked and like, oh my gosh, how how can we? How you know? How can we be like this? Blah blah blah, right? The same refrain, and then we saw the results of that, and that pattern has has repeated. But now you have social media, the pattern is still there, right? But it's harder uh, to okay. execute the the routine, right? It's harder to execute the script because more people now are connected. Uh, with social media it's a double-edged sword it makes it 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 i don't want to say this it allows us the people to hold people with power to account at least to an extent more so to an extent than than we were able to again 20 30 40 years ago to an extent right it still doesn't always turn on in our favor because they still ultimately have power in order to move things um the way that they they see fit but it's getting harder for them to do it which is why at least part of the reason why you see all this um focus on tiktok currently like tiktok is outpacing facebook um and instagram but also more people okay. are connected, especially young people are connected on TikTok, right? So you can freely share information in a way that you couldn't before, right? Yeah. And you can do that now in the last, we'll say 20 years, maybe even 25, that you couldn't do 35 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Remember in the episode, um, I mean, it's a while back, but remember I said something to the effect of how, di- excuse me, how different would World War Two or even the Holocaust have been if you could actually talk to Anne Frank in real time, right? Yeah. You can do that now. Yeah. Like if you wanted to talk to somebody yeah. in Ukraine or Russia, you could do it if you wanted to. Yep, you can. You couldn't do that mm-hmm. before, right? You can also share information and have different perspective of that information that you didn't have before, right? And that's what TikTok is doing. So as a consequence to uh, the uprisings in 2020, right, you see those with power Mm -hmm. trying to clamp down on the information that's being spread. This is why the moral panic of CRT is being thrown around. This is why the, the moral panic of drag shows is being thrown around because you have people who have been marginalized by those with power finally starting to be able to come together in a very real or at least a, a more tangible way than what we were used to again 25, 30, 40 years ago. I like drag shows. Right? Drag shows are fun. So, uh, well, and the thing about it is like they didn't like drag shows, they being those in power. They didn't like drag shows. They didn't really care as long as they had something else to focus on, which before that was same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Once that became legalized, it's like, well, we still got to do something else because we still don't like the LGBTQ plus uh, community, right? It's not even like. It's like, we don't want you here. It's like, like or dislike, yeah. honestly, is is um, 
it muddy, it, not even muddies the water, but it misses the point. Because whether you like somebody or not, honestly, is irrelevant. The thing about it is that you have power, right? Yeah. So I don't have to like you. I don't really, it's indifference. It's not about uh, love or hate. Like, because to love somebody or to hate somebody, you had to have loved them first, right? It's like, it's indifference. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we can just, we don't need you here, right? We can't use yeah. you other than for labor. And outside of that, man, we don't want you here anyway. So yeah. now it's drag shows and, and conflating that with being trans, um, which is not the same thing. No, um, critical race theory and talking about race or the history of this country is not the same thing. Um, and nope. that's not being taught in any schools um, unless you're in law nope. school. <laughs> and you have yeah. to choose to take said course. Um, but the people in power right now, um, it's primarily Republicans who are doing it, but it's not only Republicans who do it. Um, but their thing is, is like to, to cause moral panics, to whip people up in a frenzy. And that's exacerbated yeah. by social media. That's why it's a double-edged sword. Because social media by itself is mostly neutral, right? But when you engage with it, whether it's from the far left, which is not your Democrats, your center left or left of center, your centrists, which are the current uh, party in power, those are your Democrats who are centrist and center right. And then yeah. you have people who are far right and alt right and then fascist all engaging with it. That's what makes it the double-edged sword. Social media is a reflection of of real life to an extent, but it's the matrix. It's it's um, what's the word I'm looking what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a sin. It is. It is like who you are in real life versus who you are online can be very two different yeah. people. Some people are a lot bolder online. Actually, most people tend to be a lot bolder online. Because there is there's less um, inhibition, there are less consequences, right? Like as you said earlier, it's easier to troll somebody or easier to even stick up for yourself if you're used to being bullied. You're now in a space where you can't project a different persona, right? Yeah. You can't. You yeah. couldn't do that thirty years ago, and. It can give somebody the confidence, like if you're a wallflower, if you're like, you know, slowly blossoming or whatever, being online can give you the confidence to be like, hey, I told that troll off, uh, you know, kind of a scenario, whatever. Or mm -hmm. to the same effect, if you're uh, a punk in person, but you can bully somebody online, it gives you the false sense of ego that maybe you are, you know, stronger or, or better than, you know, you appear to be mm -hmm. in the real world. Right, that's why it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. And you tie that into social movements that started um, at the turn of the 20th century, um, whether that is civil rights, labor rights, um, the the combination of the two. Because that's one thing that, of course, isn't in the history books. Is they talk about they don't talk about the labor rights movement. Labor rights movement were started by the Socialist Party. And there was an actual socialist yeah, party no. in the United States. They do now. Right? They, they do, do now. now. Uh, depending on which state you live they in. Do. I'm looking at you, Texas. But yeah. anyway. 
<laughs> well, no, Texas. We we Texas do, does. We have, to, we have to talk about the yeah. They have to talk about the labor movement. It's on the um. Believe it or not, it's on the Star Test. Really? The EOC. You mean the gate? Yeah, because they talk about Eugene Eugene B. Debs and all that kind of. The Gablers let that in. Oh my gosh. Shocker. Right? Well, so there's that. Um, yeah. And because of the labor movement, they that's why you have child labor laws, even though Sarah Huckabee Sanders in, in uh, Arkansas is like trying to bring back, ain't no trying, she signed into the law, bringing back uh, childhood labor. Thank your parents. In what way? I did not hear about this one. Yeah, uh, it was about, what, a month ago? A month so, or two months ago, like kids under a certain kid's... Was it kids 14 or older or something? like? Again, I say this like I can't look it up. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's see. Because uh, in Texas, 14-year-olds can work. They have been. I, I was 14 when I got my first job. Hold on. At Brahms. Let's see. I got my first job at age 14 at Brahms. No, it's not that. I really don't want Sarah Sanders in my search history. Ugh. I don't even like looking at it. I'm like a talking thumb. <laughs> she does. She sure as hell does. Hmm. You are not wrong. <laughs> see signs. No, it's not that. Alright, we'll be here all night. I gotta look it up. But she... She signed in a law that basically made that basically had the kids um, who would be off school and uh, or be out for school during summer or whatever is like they'll be working or their parents can put them to work. Um, I look into that a little okay. bit more, but it was basically it was like people were were criticizing because it's like, what's the point of child labor law? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, exactly. I look yeah. into it more to make like a more cohesive argument, but that was basically the chatter around it is what I'm saying. Okay. Um all right, yeah. But anyway, like all of that, like child labor laws, maternity leave, um vacations, mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah, came I from teach, the, uh, we teach right? all that. That's what Labor Day is for, right? Like <laughs> supposedly. Supposed to be, right? Supposedly. Well, for us, of course, it's just a day off because we're we're removed from it, right? Um, same thing with like Martin. My uncle, <laughs> one of my uncles, by the way, mm -hmm. was one of the leaders of the Flint sit-down strike. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's actually in the picture that they have in the uh, the Sloan Museum of the sit-down strike. He's actually the guy standing up with all the the union members, you know, down below. He's giving a speech. That's him. Nice. And yeah, my uncle happy. Aww. They called him happy. Yeah, he was not happy. Oh, see, we always knew you were a rebel. It was it was one of those. It was one of the. <laughs> but he was yeah he was one of the one of the leaders of the sit down strike in Flint. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I have to ask. I wonder if any anybody in my aside from just their existence, but I wonder if anybody in my family did anything like that. That, like I, I'm sure that they, there might have been. I, yeah, like I, you know, I well, the um, most of the people who would have been around to know about that sadly have passed on. But I don't know. I have to ask my mom and dad. Well, your parents yeah. might know. Yeah, they might. They might have heard of some uncles mm -hmm. or, you know, your grandparents or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, all that bringing to, um, 
you know, this week alone, this week alone has been, gosh, just a, a stressful week. Um, yeah. With, um, it started off at least for me because of social media. I learned of what happened with um, Ralph Yarrow. Thankfully, he survived. But that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like you yeah, have to oh survive God, yes. an incident like that. You know, like these things don't happen in a vacuum either. So, like, nope. you know, when these I had to say incidents or events occur, it's like that they're not mm-hmm. isolated, right? So anytime right. this happens, especially being uh, a black male, yeah, I'm not 16, but that could still be me. That could be anybody that I know, oh, right? Yeah. And then by oh, extension, absolutely. that could also be Liam or Joy or mm-hmm. you know the kids that I used to teach dance to or whomever, right? Yep. And that's exacerbated with social media so that we know these things are going on but at the same time because social media has become so ubiquitous and again it's a reflection of the real world to an extent right we can just mm-hmm. brush by it just as quickly if there's not enough pressure yeah. um, because unfortunately it wasn't just Ralph Yarrow it was um, I forget her name um, but I saw a girl in uh, New York, same thing. Like she pulled into the wrong driveway. Yeah. You know, it was like. F- oh, the, was that the cheerleaders or something? No, the cheerleaders no, was in was Texas. It, they... Uh, they got into the wrong yeah, car. They... Um, yeah. And then there was a girl in New York um, who was shot because she pulled into the wrong driveway. Which actually, I don't even yeah, want to say okay. it like that. It's not her fault. She pulled into the wrong driveway. No, no she just happens to pull into a driveway um at the wrong house that's not her fault it's like because like mm-hmm. you know you pull into a driveway like you're you're going somewhere and you missed your turn or you got turned around so you mm-hmm. pull into a driveway turn around and back out right something real simple yeah and we've all yeah. done it it's real casual you don't really think yeah. about it right and evidently because people have been so worked up in part because of social media and the apparatus that it creates this echo chamber, no matter where you are on social media, because even with the idea of we can have different political beliefs or we can um, we can share different opinions and all this other stuff. The whole point of social media is that it's at your fingertips. So you craft whatever world you want. You can do that now. So you're not really getting different opinions. Not really, because you can turn that person off. You can block them. You can unfriend them yep. like you're not and because it creates this parasocial relationship with each other they've talked about this even when social media started to become quote-unquote social media um Mm -hmm. how you you have so many friends but you're actually really alone because like you don't actually know these people right like you you, right i think facebook caps out at five thousand. i think that's how many friends you can have It's like you don't actually know and have real relationships with 5,000 people. people. Exactly. There's no way in hell. There's not. (laughs) Um, But because of that, um, we're not listening to each other. Uh, We still, and and this is part of a generational thing too. Um, We grew up in an era, of course, where we didn't have social media. So we're still under the... um, not only say a guys, but under the impression that having a, a, a strong, crafted, well-researched 
um, argument or opinion or whatever can sway people's hearts and minds and such and such and such, right? And that can work maybe with like your immediate friend group or maybe if you're having a one-on-one with person who's also from that generation because they think that way. We're in that impression where, you know, all this whole, I hate this, but this whole marketplace of ideas mess where, you know, we can have an idea or whatever and we'll debate that and the best idea wins um, type of apparatus. That's not how the world is Mm. currently working. That's how it should work in an ideal way. Yeah. But that's not how it works in real life. We're not listening to I don't it. know if it ever has. Right, that too. That's why I'm like, I would say guys or I say impression. I'm not sure. But because like not yeah. all points are valid. It doesn't mean you can't have the point, but they're not equal. They're not they're, this whole like no, two not. sides of like, I want to come with this idea and this idea. We're gonna we're gonna debate and the best idea wins. It's like, well, no like no like that's not how this works especially because the idea that you have is not equal to the idea that the other person is bringing right like if your idea is to wipe out a certain group of people for whatever reason that is not a valid idea (laughs) no it's not it is not yeah we're not gonna sit up there and so just because you can right we're not gonna debate the the merit the merits of of that you might win a debate based upon debating rules, mm-hmm. but your the thing that you're debating is evil. Therefore, you automatically lose. Right. Well, it's like that's the way it right. should be. Anyway. Well, and but we don't do that online, right? No. I no. don't have to get into it because you and I have talked about this, uh, you know, a few times. But mm-hmm. you saw how trying to engage with uh, people who you thought knew better. Um, mm-hmm. you know how that how that quickly turned into something completely different, right? And how the point that yeah. I was making was just basically, hey, this is what's up, and this is how we got here, became something completely different. Where it's about people's interpersonal feelings, right? And that's why, at least on this podcast, I try to be very clear that when I talk about power and power structures and power dynamics, I'm talking about it from an environmental standpoint. I'm talking about it from a structural standpoint. So anybody's feelings who may be hurt by what I'm saying is in response to your conditioning by a power structure, a dynamic and an environment. Right. If you look at it that way, you can look at it at least a little bit more objectively than subjectively that I'm like personally attacking somebody. It's like I'm not attacking, you know, one's feelings. I'm trying not to do like the, the, the euphemistic you. So nobody gets confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'm not attacking somebody's feelings. Like I'm talking about, you know, a structure of of what we live in. And if you're taking that personally, what does that say? Exactly. So like, like, you know, so like when you're talking and then you say you, I don't take it. I know you're not talking about me, Mm -hmm. so I don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if yeah, so... It's like if you're take. Why are you thinking he's talking about you? Right. Then? Like, what is it about what I'm why? saying that if makes you If you agree with him, especially, mm-hmm. yeah. If you agree with that person, especially, why are you getting defensive mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, it's not me"? Well, I didn't say it was. Right. And interrogate <laughs> what makes what what makes you feel that way, right? Like, yeah, why? Yeah. If I'm saying what I'm saying about white supremacy and its permutations, and it like gives mm-hmm. you a knee jerk reaction to want to defend it interrogate why 
Because <laughs> exactly, because it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah, you're not burning crosses and shining racial epithets. Great. Here's your cookie. Well, good but for you. why yeah. <laughs> do you feel upset when I bring it up? Right. Because if you're not doing it and if you if you'll vehemently say, like, that's not you and you don't agree with it or whatever, then why are you being mad when I say, well, maybe you're not doing it, but people are. So we should do something about that. Because yeah, <laughs> now yeah. what we've seen in the last several years is that a lot of people coming to, well, struggling to come to terms with um, their inaction of like, OK, I'm quote unquote, I'm not a racist. Cool. Mm-hmm. Are we doing anything about said racists? Are we doing anything about the ones that are? Yeah. Right. And if you're a bystander yeah. where, okay, you didn't do any, or you may not have done the deed, but you didn't stop the person who actually did. So you were the Germans right? during World War II. Like, does that make you, that makes you complicit? Like, the Germans weren't the ones that put, you know, the, the Jews in concentration camps, but they knew about mm-hmm. it and didn't do a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see how that works? And so what I've noticed, what I've recognized um, is that when people do that, they're mad because not only did you bring it up, but they're they're taking it out on the person who's bringing it up because it's like, how dare you do that? But they're doing that because they're mad at themselves for not taking action when they should have. And I understand. And they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed, but I can understand it. Again, that space and grace. It doesn't let you off the hook, but space and grace where uh, it's not easy to stand up. We like to think that we would because we're taught to think that we're quote unquote good people. Everybody's a good person, especially in America America or United States. At our core, we're all good people. It's like, well, no, not really, not necessarily. We're not. We've shown each other that we have how many books, movies, TV shows, just interpersonal interactions to say, no, we're not right. But the myth of the United States as this shining beacon of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we like to think we're all good people, especially we're good Christian people or secular humanists or whatever. At our core, we're in the right in reality is like no yeah. you're human just like everybody else and hey your moral compass or center isn't as clean and good as you thought it was and people are starting to have to really reconcile with that in part because of social media showing the world because it's also it's a reflection of society that means it's also you can see yourself yeah. for the first time in a very real way and everybody else can see you too that's like you can do that before right yeah and so it's very interesting to see the shifts of those with power because they're also on social media you can yell uh at not even yell but you can challenge uh people with power in a way that you couldn't before to a certain extent yeah right yeah you know with uh marjorie taylor green is on social media you can go into her dms and call her an idiot if you want to or you can actually like mm-hmm. cite right <laughs> but you can cite um you know the policies that she brings up you can challenge those policies in a way that you couldn't before as far as like making your voice heard right yeah. and so that you see the response to that i'm just using her as an example but you can see the response to that um with tiktok uh, bring it back around 
Um, they've been trying to ban TikTok. And of course, the story, of course, yep. is that because it's owned by China and, you know, they could sell your information. And of course, China is a communist country, at least in aesthetic, not in practice, because it works on the world stage. So it's capitalist, just like every other nation, pretty much. That's a separate episode. But the reason that they're banning TikTok or at least trying to ban TikTok is because you can share information a lot more freely and it's with the younger generation. Younger generations always catch the crap from the previous generation. And part of that is because each generation gains just a little bit more access to power. That's how this yep. works. So because of or in, in response to the uprisings of 2020, Stop Asian Hate in 2021, uh, there's been an increase in anti-Semitic um, hate crimes. We've seen this. Thank you, Kanye. <sighs> <laughs> people are, that one's exhausting right well people are coming together in ways that they couldn't before right there's always been this yeah. kind of tenuous quote-unquote alliance between marginalized groups but the main things people are starting to recognize is that there are more people who are marginalized than those who are who have been centered by the by this power structure and it's not mm -hmm. putting us versus them. It's saying, oh, the real problem is the power structure, the environment that I keep talking mm -hmm. about and the power dynamics that keep it going. People can see that now and share information in a way that they couldn't before. So in order to maintain power, because that's the only thing that they have left, they're trying yeah. to shut it down as much as they can because they haven't figured out immortality yet. So they need the next generation to keep this <laughs> shit going. <laughs> I thought that's why I thought that's why they kidnapped I thought that's why the Democrats and Hillary Clinton and all of them, you know, the whatever they were like kidnapping kids. I thought they were like drinking their blood for immortality. Because mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And that Well, I mean that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. Yeah. Well that and this whole space lasers crap too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All of that. That's why they're doing it. The kids showed up in 2020. Yeah. I call them kids because yes, they were they kids. Did. And some of their parents. They also remember up. at one of at one of uh, Trump's rallies. Mm -hmm. uh, the K-pop kids. Uh, they used. Yeah. Yep. They sure did. <laughs> they used TikTok for that. Yep. I thought that was hilarious. I wanted to high five every every fucking child I saw. Mm -hmm. Anybody under my age group, I was like, yes, y'all rock. The kids who cool. survived all of the school shootings, like school shootings always have, I would say always, mm -hmm. sadly, school shootings do have survivors. I'm glad that they do. Well, glad Gladly that they, have they survivors, do. But sadly, but yeah. like, how we have to say that sentence? Like, damn, school shootings have yeah, survivors. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's sad that I have to yeah. say that's what I'm trying to say. All three of those words yeah, together, right? yeah. But those kids now have an apparatus to challenge the people who allow this to continue. They have power. Especially they don't understand it's, it because the older generation doesn't understand it. Either. Right. So kids need to, hey kids, mm -hmm. keep making shit old people don't understand. Mm -hmm. Keep doing mm -hmm. it. Honestly, I really do think you should keep doing it. They are. I mean, it's not going to stop. Even if you ban TikTok, something this. else will take its place. Sure. And just remember this when y'all get in power, though. Mm -hmm. Don't be dicks. Mm -hmm. 
Don't be dicks when you get in power. Remember this, because that means the next generation is going to fuck with you too if you try to fuck with them. So mm -hmm. remember this. It's just, remember this, kiddos. I'm on your side. It, so each yeah. generation, like, become the overlords. it progresses just a little. It progresses a little bit. Like some countries are, some countries are, of course, better at it because they've been around longer. That's part of it too. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, the sure. United States is what the youngest, pretty much. No, Almost no. Well, in in Western and West, civilization, quote unquote yes, Western civilization, South, South yeah. Sudan, yeah. yeah. South Sudan is the, the okay. Country. Like, <laughs> but they're not a Western. We're country. the we're the um we're the spoiled we're the spoiled child. They're the baby. Yeah, we are. We're the baby. Mm -hmm. Sure as hell are. Exactly, and there's nobody at least right now that can give us a good spanking because that's really what it is. Like, I'm not uh, encouraging. Um, well, maybe I am to a certain extent. It's like you need a good slap upside the head or a good kick in the ass to move you forward. Even a kick in the pants is is mm -hmm. a, is forward movement. Like one good time, right? Because the thing about yep. it is, you've had decades, if not now centuries, of unfettered everything. Like you got what you wanted, yep. right? And like that's made people spoiled, yep. right? So as soon as you turn around and yep. say no, like there's a tantrum. You see that with all the talking points. You see that with all of the reactionary movements. And at the core of it, it's fear, but it's anger. Uh, it's fear and anger of things being taken away or anybody telling you no, right? Because of course, mm -hmm. in, in our minds being conditioned by the system, that's like the antithesis of freedom. It's like, you don't even know what freedom Nobody is. They can tell me no. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Because they've never had to fight for then it. No. Exactly. You're just supposed to have it, right? And it's an inalienable right. Until Well, which is why which is why as soon as soon as you clamp down on somebody for something that they deserve to be clamped down on, they go, Oh my god, is this China? Is this communist Russia? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, we are this is like a communist nation. Which they don't even know what that's communism the talking, is. That's, that's the buzzwords, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the buzzwords that's going on around now, too, for all those those spoiled senators and representatives mm -hmm. that are young, or actually, she's not. That's the thing that fucking kills me about MTG. She's, she's 48 years mm -hmm. old. Bitch, grow the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, mm -hmm. but anyway. That's my rant for the day. <laughs> but that's the first thing that they do is they throw communism. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, oh, my God, you're trying to make this a communist nation mm -hmm. by not letting these voices be heard. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The Texas Senate just passed. Whoa. Texas Senate just passed that uh, all classrooms now will it won't pass the House in Texas. Mm -hmm. But the Texas Senate passed that all classrooms have to have a copy of the Ten Commandments in the classroom. Oh, boy. Oh yeah, we'll see what the federal government does with that, but I don't trust them. <laughs> sure as hell don't trust them no more. Right. I thought there was a time when I kind of did, but the older I get, mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people, the older I get, the more conservative I get. The older I get, the less I trust this government. Mm -hmm. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm just, I, I just there's don't a track them. record. Because there's no conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, and there's no conspiracy. There's no Illuminati, none of that stuff. Mm. I don't believe in the deep state. What I believe in is lying-ass politicians. Yeah. The, and they lie just to stay in power. And that's right. all. That's not a conspiracy. That's blatantly yeah. out fucking out well, there. Well, the best place to hide is in plain sight. <laughs> like, there's... The, exactly. the, the secret that's, society that runs thing is called the United States government. Like, what are you talking about? And, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not in secret. Right? There is no secret. 
It's like there is no secret. So this deep state bullshit mm-hmm. that people keep talking about, it don't exist. No. It's right there in your face. Right. Like it and you are part exactly. of it. Exactly. Like that's those that are complaining about it are part right. of it. Right. Well, that's part of the they smoke are. screen. That's part of the, the in order to keep yeah. doing what you're doing because there's more access to information, we have to create a boogeyman. Again, that's the moral panic. So hey, yeah. look over here at drag queens or CRT or whatever. Right, the left, which is so funny, because the Democrats, we have to stop the Marxists and the and the left and the new left and the radical left and blah blah blah. And I always just ask, what's a Marxist? And I say that as somebody yeah. who honestly doesn't know. I've done some reading, but I know where it comes from. But like, what's a Marxist? What's a leftist? I was listening to a radio station, a hip hop and R and B radio station, and they were covering. Um, uh, one of Trump's uh, rallies or whatever as far as like some of his talking points and like how dumb they were yeah. but they had one of the yeah. direct quotes where it's like we need to stop the, these leftists and one of the commentators like what's a leftist and then another commentator like um, you know like your modern day democrat and I'm like no no, no that is incorrect is. No. no they are not <laughs> no democrats are not leftists they're not. Mm-mm. I promise you. <laughs> Democrats have never been nope. leftists. Democrats, in comparison nope. to Republicans, at least as we know them in the in the modern day, are right and left as far as comparisons with each other. And even then, that's like a mm, an inaccurate assessment. Mm-hmm. Like they are not mm-hmm. the left. Mm-hmm. The left was Malcolm X. And Martin Luther King. And Martin Luther King was like left of center when he started. And when he was murdered, he became more of a leftist, which is part of the reason why he was murdered. Same thing with Fred Hampton. Angela Davis is a leftist. I think she still identifies as a communist. I'm not sure. But I watched interviews when she was incarcerated. And it's the same thing. When people are like, you know, I want to get behind you, but you say you're a communist. And I just, I don't like that. And her response was, that's because you don't know what a communist is. I'm not saying yeah, this as a communist. Like? <laughs> I'm saying this as somebody who sees what's going on of like, hey, communism may not work, but the funny thing when I see people throw that around, it's like, I want to live in a communist or socialist country. It's like, but you don't know what either one of those things are. What a, and you already and do. And you already do. Like, your police. You're already living a social... Com- yes, well... And don't you dare, don't you dare... Yeah, don't call the police if something happens. Right. Don't call the fire department, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. That one for sure. Right. Oh, don't go to a library. Oh, that's right. You already don't. Yeah, right. Or... It's obvious. And then, yeah, don't don't collect social security. Exactly. Oh, and if you get... If you lose your job, don't you dare get... Unemployment. unemployment. Mm-hmm. Or if you get your foot cut off on the job, don't you dare collect workman's comp. <laughs> Well, one of the, you're fired. You're done. One of the memes is that people would know Social Security if it got direct deposited into their account on the first or the third of every month. Like, yeah, I, like it's in the name, as we've said on this podcast several times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's guys, it's name. it's right there. And this is still a capitalist nation. Canada has social. Oh, and public schools, yes, by the exactly. way. Exactly. Roads. Right. We covered that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Canada has socialized medicine. Everybody talked about the free health care. And it's like, well, it's free in theory. It's like you still pay into it. But Canada as a nation... Well, you pay into it through some taxes. Right, through your taxes. And Canada is still a capitalist nation. Japan has socialized medicine. And here's medicine. the thing. 
for my taxes, if my taxes went to uh went to socialized medicine mm-hmm. and the first two years put it in air quotes free uh for you know like first two or even associate's degree free to everybody that graduates high school mm-hmm. fuck yeah bro right. sign me up i want my taxes to do that mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit i don't want my taxes to do right but we can't have an educated <laughs> but they won't give me an itemized they, they won't itemize but we also cannot have a, a highly educated populace because highly no, educated populace no. means you get to question those in authority you question authority they, you oh question my god power. yeah so we'll focus on we stem don't want that to happen because we can, we can, uh, we can use STEM, right? And STEM can feed into the labor force, right? Your humanities, sure. your philosophers, and things like that. It's like mm, that means you can question things, and you can question a lot of things that we really don't want you to question. And now that you have apparatus where you can question it and do things, do more things in a tangible way, right? That challenges power as you know it. So when they say it's the end of the world or when they say, you know, things are will, will change the nation to its very core, they're correct. What they're saying is that it'll change the world as you know it. It'll change the world as they've, mm-hmm. as they've set it up. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing about social media or how arguments are made, um, quote-unquote arguments are made, where the the current Republican Party, it's like they're lying, but they're not lying, right? It's like the crap that they're saying is true, but it's not true for the reasons for the reasons that they think it is. Or some yeah. of the stuff that they're putting out there, of course, is just wildly ridiculous, but there's a kernel of truth in it to make it plausible, right? And again, that's yeah. the setup for the future generation. This is how it keeps going, right? And right now, it's just the Republicans doing it. Democrats have done it too. Because they balance out this system. Yeah, they're not innocent. <laughs> right. They are not innocent. Right. They balance out this system. This is why this is why we still have Democrats and Republicans as your two main parties instead of having, excuse me, or viable parties, rather. There are other parties. There is still like a, a communist and socialist party and your libertarian and mm-hmm. your, your green party and blah, 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 Yeah, it's blah, not blah, against blah. the law. Say what? It's not against, it's not the, against law. the law. It's not against the right? law. But none of those parties currently are viable like your Democrat or Republican. Right? Right. Yeah. So, and right. the thing about it is, in my opinion, there's a there's a descriptor I want to put in front of that, but I can't think of it right now. Again, five hours of sleep. But in my, my yeah. <laughs> limited opinion, I guess, it would be, I think it would be better if we had five or, five or seven. It has to be an odd number. But like an odd number of viable parties, right? Two parties is yeah, like they balance yeah. out this hierarchical system, right? If you had five or seven, right, to actually challenge mm-hmm. each other in a real way, that would even things yeah. out as far as like your day to day stuff. As as far as because uh, power doesn't just sit in one spot. Here's the other thing though, because the way that it's set up, of course, you have your your three branches of government, so that's kind of the idea. But of course, the way to circumvent that is to get everybody on the same page, which you've done with your Democrat and Republican parties. Aha, you consolidate power. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's like the one flaw in the system. It's like shit. And the only way to get around that currently as we can conceive it is for somebody or something, God, whatever, aliens, whatever, that has more power in order to take action. 
And the chances of that happening are very slim. Well, God's as, as far it. as we know, right? Yeah. If the aliens did show up, but, I'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for the alien overlords to just come down here and say, look, y'all been fucking this up. We got such a better plan for you. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm down. <laughs> I know, careful. It can't be any worse. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's always that question mark. Like, what? So you got plans, better plans. Like, what, you going to season me up? You know what? Yeah. Hell, I'll take it. Get me off this planet. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, Let's try you know, it. again, just connecting the dots, seeing the patterns, yeah. right? Because this isn't the first time this has happened. It's just now you have social media. Yeah. This was the same thing in the 1960s into the 1970s. It was. It was the same way as far as like, okay, so these shootings that we've been hearing about recently, it happened all the time back way back when people got shot. They just did. This is the United States. Mm-hmm. It's always been shoot 'em up, pow, pow, since 1776. Actually, before, before that. that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, but, but we hear, like you said, we hear about it all the time. And it's, it's the regular media. It's the social media because you can watch the news and then go to bed, or you can do what a lot of people do. I do not because mm-hmm. I don't watch the news either. But you can watch the news, then you can go to bed and be on Facebook for a little bit. Did you hear about this? Oh my God, this is terrible. People posting, post, excuse me, links to it, all this other kind of stuff. So then you've got that on your brain when you go to fucking sleep that night. And then the next morning, you can't wait to turn on the news. Mm-hmm. Is there another one? Did somebody else get shot? Did they catch the person that did it? What is going on? What What does MTG have to say about it? What does Biden have to say about it? What does Trump have to say about it? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it never ends. Whereas it used to be, you put the paper down. You turned the radio off. I'm doing this in order of like, you know, how media started. Right. You put the paper down. You put the, 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 you turned the radio off. You turned the television off. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. You might talk about it across the fence with your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You might talk about it if you were a dude in the 50s and actually, you know, if you were lucky enough to have a job, anybody, you you talked about it maybe at work. Um, but that was mm-hmm. it. The now it's there, like you said, 24 fucking 7. Yep. You can't ever get away from it unless you do what I do, and that is turn it off. But people are so into it. Yeah. It makes them feel important yeah, well, because they go to work and if they're, they're the first to report it mm-hmm. at work, that makes some people special. Yeah, because if they're the first to put it on their Facebook, they are. That makes it's kind of like we have an acquaintance. He loves being the first to tell us about dead celebrities. Mm. I don't know why. It makes him feel powerful, I guess. But now that I'm not on Facebook, I don't hear it, so it's great. Um. But I mean, it's it's a it's a sense of yeah, it's a sense of that little tiny bit of power yeah. that somebody gets because it's literally in the palm of the your first. hand. Mm-hmm. That's intoxicating, yeah. right? What those little devices yeah. well, do. but then there's an entire power structure to... that puts people at the center. That's intoxicating. There's a power structure yeah. that says that you're better or or gives you more sense of being because of race. Well, the idea of race or gender economics like class right uh even yeah. even a um a religion a religion is centered yeah. like it gives you just a little bit right and in order to keep this thing going they'll put you pit uh people against each other 
and say that you're yeah. the enemy where it's like no you're, the power structure is what's the enemy the people who want to maintain that yeah. are your real enemy the trans um drag show uh or not trans drag see now i'm doing it sorry the drag show or people who are trans are not coming to take your rights away or they're not coming to nope. uh force you or your kids or whomever to do anything like that's not how this works right they don't have power to do any of that even if they had that kind of power they're not going to do it but the reason why you think they will is because that's what you've done that's what you've done Mm -hmm. with your power the reason why men are afraid that women are going to take over and it's open season on men and everything like that is because that's what men have done to women for millennia the reason why Mm -hmm. white people are scared that black people are going to do to them what they've done to us is because you know what Mm -hmm. you've done this isn't new (laughs) the reason why people who you're you're worried about the same thing right the reason Mm -hmm. why people uh people who are straight are afraid that there's a gay agenda because there's been a straight one you're quote-unquote supposed to be straight anything outside of that is a deviation (laughs) which makes you a deviant and because we have power over you we can do whatever we want to you we don't want you to do the same thing that's what that is which is fear and anger that's the whole point like and all that does is a new word i learned not new word but context of reifying the power structure that's why we keep having the reifying reifying. i had not heard that one before Mm -hmm. okay because instead of reinforcing it, which is not what you're doing, but reifying is like it solidifies it, right? That's why we perpetuate yeah. the same cycle. That's how this works. Not if, not why. Those are the steps. That's how it works. That is how I connected these dots. That's how a set of two plus another set of two equals four. So if anybody wants to yeah. argue, I've shown my work. Yeah. Because we're of that generation. We're of that generation. So don't come in these comments talking about two plus two is five. Miss Sally, be proud of you. You showed your work. I showed my work. Math teachers around the world Mm -hmm. who used to make us show us our work during math. I don't care that you got the answer right. How did you get to it? Mm -hmm. That's what it was for. That's That's how we're using this in real Mm -hmm. life or should be. It should be. That's that's nuance. That's nuance. And nuance doesn't mean that you can't be incorrect. You showed your work. You can still arrive at the wrong answer. But two plus another set of two is four. I showed my work. Right? So the people who want to contend that two plus two is five or 22 or whatever, you can say that mess. But again, all points are not valid because two plus two is four, not five. So we're not going to debate that. Right? Which, again, you watched play out on our mutual friend's uh, timeline where it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what's up. Mm -hmm. This is how we got here. This is the result. And because they couldn't argue that, because they know they are Mm -hmm. wrong. They had to make it about their feelings. They had to make it about interpersonal connections, which honestly... They feel attacked right... I just... I'm feeling so attacked right now. Exactly. I'm feeling just so... It's, I don't well, know. Well, the... Uh, you know, like, we're... Oh, my gosh, I love you, and I love everybody, and, you know, I don't understand, and... You, you know, know like, I love exactly. you. Exactly. It's, it's like, like, you know what? Love has nothing to do right? with well, it. it. If you say that, What's that's great. What got to do? Yeah, exactly. What does love have to do with it? Sorry. Right? No, you're right. But yeah, it's like, okay, if you love me, then that's precisely the point. Yeah. Then that means you show up. This is not a debate about toppings on pizza right. or your taste in pop culture. Like, this is yeah. life and death. 
and this is how it works yes. and this is this is why we have it this is where we have it this is when it started this is how it operates like answer all of those mm -hmm. questions right and i can yeah. do all of that i don't like to i mean in the in the case of this podcast i mean it's fine but you know it's like especially the last several years it's like i'm not here to educate you all of the information is sitting right there you just have to access it you won't because yep. you are afraid and you're afraid because you recognize mm -hmm. on some level that all of this is set up for you to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And if you have a certain level of income or if you have a certain level of privilege, right? And not just white privilege, but privilege because of your proximity to power, you have very little to no incentive to change that. Right. Because it's tied to survival. Yep. That's where the work yep. lies. That's the hard part. That's where you get into the, the, the weeds of things. And I don't have an answer for that. All I can say is that's where we do our work. If it's the work, that's where we do it. But for a lot of people, well, it is still a lot of people because there's like 330 million people in this country. But for a portion of, of at least the United States, yeah, uh, they're, they're still coming to to the beginning where it's like they recognize that there's a problem or they recognize that there is a power structure in place which again why we yeah. say those who are in charge of said power structure are doing what they can to maintain it because they don't have anything left there's nothing left for them some of them are about to die because they're like 200 seriously and yeah. then others <laughs> are trying to move into those positions because they're quote unquote next in line but they don't have anything yeah. anything else. This is why when you do argue with people who may have a quote unquote different political belief or whatever, they can't really argue anything other than talking points because there's no real platform there. Right. Right. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have a platform. Trump didn't have a platform. And again, they're just the Republicans right now. But Democrats have done the same thing. It's like, so what is your actual oh, platform? What do you actually do? Right. And, of course, that doesn't yeah. mean that you can do everything that you promise or everything that you say, right? But you actually have something mm -hmm. tangible to bring, whereas the current slate of Republicans, for the most part, don't. Like, there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. And except for, like, this amorphous, the economy. Well, what does the economy mean? Freedom. What does freedom mean? Liberty. What does that mean? Because yeah. that means different things to different people. Freedom, to me, does not it mean sure the does. same thing to the Matt Gates. It doesn't. No. Especially because I have to remind people that the freedom is supposed to extend to me. Being an American is a lot different for me than it is for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Because I have to remind oh, people that I am an American. Whether I qualify right. as a yeah. black American, African American, red blooded American, whatever. Like, I still have to remind people of that. Right? Yeah, you have to put it in your, in your, yeah, and one of those monikers mm -hmm. you have to add it right because i don't have to say i'm a white woman american right like you get to just be i'm a person of color right that's why i don't like saying person or mm -hmm. people of color because it still centers whiteness but that's because of white supremacy it's not because of a person mm -hmm. it's because of a power dynamic that shapes how we refer to each other right yeah how yeah. irritating is that? Absolutely. But that that's reifying the system. And again, 
You cannot dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. That's where the work lies. Which, by the way, that's what you'd hear on a leftist podcast. But anyways. <laughs> I said what yeah. I said. That's my my sermon from the Mount. I'll be all right if it's, you know, yeah, right and yeah, like, podcast. I know we've done, we've covered I'm it done. before. Anytime we talk about like stuff that's going on, it's like, it's the same thing. It's just, it's through a different apparatus because it's, it's our it's you know our current lifetime but you know yeah. hopefully in 50 years the conversation will be different it doesn't mean it won't be there but it hopefully it would have progressed a little bit hopefully more than a little bit um because the way that people are talking about power now people are actually talking about power they weren't talking about it before. well what i'm hoping is the millennials and the zoomers do something because mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of faith in them. So I'm hoping that that's, you know, that because they've watched all this. Mm-hmm. Now, Xers did too, but not really because Xers were raised by boomers mm-hmm. who, who were part of that system mm-hmm. because that's, you know, that's but that's that time period. Xers did but have also the free love they were, movement, though. Like, Xers, well, boomers, boomers did. did, and then Xers came up during mm-hmm. that, which is why you see the fruits right. of that during the... Um, the 70s and the 80s and 90s sort of, sort of. the the emergence but, but the it. 80s kind of changed that so like the it emerged in the 70s mm-hmm. sure but then by the end of the 70s into the early 80s it changed because of that conservative wave mm-hmm. that that popped up because people were not liking all these social programs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it, it just it was it was it was a shame because you know for what well, we all know the reason. Yes, I don't even. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about know, it. It's right? just it's so it's so discouraging mm-hmm. because it just it breaks my heart. Uh, it's the, it, it was really the same the same cycle, right? It just you didn't have social media in the mm-hmm. 1980s, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's I think like when we talked about this last time, um, like I said, I was uh, cautiously hopeful. Be, yeah, that's you know, because it's it's not even being optimistic. It's just like I'm cautiously hopeful because when things are attacked, like they do fight back, but they like they end up sprawling because it's too yeah. much for them to, um, you know, to handle. Like if you corner a cat, you do get scratched. But if like five people come at a cat in a corner, yeah, like you're gonna get scratched or whatever. But it's like you you can still fuck up mm-hmm. the cat. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because because at the end of the day, it's just a fucking cat. Exactly. Like it's a. It may be a wild animal, and it is cornered, and that does make it dangerous. But at the same time, it's like if it's one one person trying to do it, then yeah, you're going. Mm-hmm. You're not. Your chances of survival are less likely. But if right. it's ten, right. twelve, twenty people doing it, right? You've increased your chances. Is yeah. this starting to sound familiar to anybody? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So, like, if people who have been pushed on the margins, which includes white women, like, this is why you've mm-hmm. been pushed to the margins because of patriarchy. Just saying. Or at least this version of patriarchy, yep. anyway. Uh, like, you and I have a lot more in common, right? To an extent, anyway, than you do with a white man. 
And also, that does not mean that every white man is the bad guy. No, what it does mean. No, of course not. Right? Well, let me say that just so nobody's like, oh my gosh, well, what about white men? Shut up. <sighs> yeah. <Right? laughs> white men is seriously. Shut up. Well, yeah, yeah right. They do. Because the thing about it is, like, as soon as you say, like, men are trash, then the guy has to say, well, not all men. It's like, we know that. Shut up. Right? Oh I mean, gosh. it's like Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Shut up. We know that. We don't have to say that. Shut up. Here's the thing. White supremacy and its permutations, patriarchy, capitalism or classism, heteronormativity, which is a subsumber of patriarchy as we know it, and mm-hmm. Christian nationalism are your problems. Like, that's what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That is the five point star, if you want. Anti Semitism is in there. Uh, that's part of white supremacy. Like, if you, once you know what you're dealing with, then you're better apt to deal with it. And now because of technology or social media as we know it, we can see it for what it is. There are plenty of uh, physical representations to charts and graphs and access to information over the years that you didn't have 40 years ago, 30 years ago. I can watch interviews by Toni Morrison and Angela Davis and uh, Mm -hmm. see how they were talking about what was going on when they were my age. I can watch interviews with James Baldwin and see what he was talking about when he was 35, 40 years old. And the sad thing about it is not much has changed, right? That's the lament. But it gives me cautious hope because other people also have access to that information. And you can better or at least try and be in a better position to uh, to affect change for a more positive direction. Because mm-hmm. the thing about it too is that like I said earlier, each generation uh, gets progressively better because there's more technology, there's more access um, to um, standards of living. Granted, that's with an asterisk. Like, don't. So it's like it's like that two steps forward, one step mm-hmm. back, but each time you're still going forward one step. Exactly. Like it's there's an asterisk with that, of course, yes, and that that asterisk, of course, is still that power structure that's in place. But the thing is, like other yeah. countries, at least in the westernized world, in air quotes, they've been around longer. Mm-hmm. Like they still have their problems. Again, there's an asterisk because the power structure didn't go anywhere. But right. that's part of the reason why, like when we talk about stuff like this, and people go, well, "That's only in the United States," or or that's a, a specifically an American mm-hmm. problem. That was like, it's not. Like it's not, right? But you're more evolved to an extent because you've been doing it longer. Yeah. Which means one could argue means that you can cover it up better because you've been doing it longer. Mm -hmm. But you can. Well, it depends on the thing too, because Great Britain it was still outlawed to be homosexual up until the 1980s. So you know they're not that forward, right? Or even they—they <laughs> they do have a conservative movement going. Yeah. Through. Well, even just the talk of colonization, people weren't talking about colonizing in it in in, uh, in the way that we are now. Like when we learned about uh, the colonies, right? We learned that we learned about colonialists, which makes it sound quite mm-hmm. innocent that like people kind of like just kind of blundered into the the United States. Well, not the United States, but yeah. what would be the Americas. People just kind of came over like, oh, hi, yeah, there, there, there are people here, right? Instead of <laughs> colonizers. 
I mean, there's action yeah. involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're starting to have the conversation from that perspective. We weren't doing that mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right, yeah. And we, they, people are talking more about mm-hmm. um, the evils of colonization. Right. Like, but then again, I'm a history teacher, so in my circle, yes. they do. <laughs> right? Or you e- know, I, I hear about it all the time because I teach right? that. <laughs> or even, even, um, mm-hmm. even in the '90s and early 2000s, like there were some some TV shows that I saw were talking about colonization, mm-hmm. but they didn't call it colonization. The most that the, the first that they would go, or maybe they were allowed to go, uh, because again, the power structure operates in a certain way. They talked about Christopher Columbus. Um, being a dirt bag after he quote unquote discovered America, right? Some some places did that, but people weren't having the conversation like they are now, right? To the point where they're like, we need to get rid of Columbus Day and replace it with something else, right? And some states or some mm-hmm. uh, some areas actually have done that, where it's like we we call it Indigenous Peoples Day or or what may have you, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we weren't doing that. 10 or 20 years ago right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's a a consequence good or bad but it's a consequence of social media right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's the other thing and I'll I'll wrap it up here because I know we'll go on forever but we'll wrap it up here Um, yeah and it is one since social media is a reflection of society you can actually see the power structure in a very tangible way that you couldn't before Mm -hmm. right and mm-hmm. those who recognize that they benefit from it are that more pressed to maintain it. And then that does trickle down to even just the quote unquote common person. Because again, as I said earlier, they recognize their level of privilege. That privilege is in proximity to power. Yeah. And that's where the work lies. Because really the, yeah. the ideal thing would be like if we all had equal power or at least a share in power right things would be better because we would be equal there would be equitable uh treatment because we can all access uh the same power right granted that power we don't want it to be white supremacy and its permutations like that's all part of the work right but unfortunately because it's gone on for so long we have plenty of people who are invested in it so much so that there is a portion of the population that doesn't even realize what it is which is why they're yeah. they're having that that cognitive dissonance and why they're trying to reconcile or they're having trouble reconciling right their position or their proximity to power the privilege that comes with it and wanting to be quote unquote a better person or at least wanting to be on the right mm-hmm. side of history all of these kinds of phrases and whatever because it's like what you're this is literally practice what you preach because if you put out there all lives matter or love thy neighbor or we're all americans or whatever but you recognize that that's not what's happening because of law and entertainment and education right so on and so forth that's a problem for you (laughs) like what are you going to do about that and if you're the proud to be an American good Christian person whatever that you think you are then you have to take the next step right and actually do something mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'll leave it at that for this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yes cautiously hopeful um, 
you know, we'll end it on a on a on a brighter note. I just saved fifteen percent of my car insurance by switching to Geico. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and these kids, what are they doing? Oh my Jesus! I swear they're like running down the hallway on a skateboard. It are sounds they? like it. Yeah. And there's a playground, but they want to play in the in the hallway. So you know, they're kids. Of course they do. Annoying ass children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are kids. All right. Well, tell us. Tell us where we can find some stuff. Well, you can find my music on anywhere you stream music. So, Byron Alexander, you can find it. Leak will be in the description, but Amazon, uh, Google Play, all of that. You can also find my music on another podcast. The podcast is called Women Committing Crimes. The music is, uh, or the songs anyway, are Who and Forgive Me. Um, you can also reach us on Facebook we still use it we're elder millennials and exes so we're on Facebook or at least soft kilter no filter is um, so you can reach us there yeah, you can reach us on yeah. Twitter which is also starting to become passe even before Elon like just ruined everything we were still kind of like alright Twitter's starting to age um, yeah, but you can reach yeah. us uh, at Twitter at no kilter for the time being mm-hmm. Um, and you can email us off kilter, no filter at yahoo.com. Um, what else? I feel like I'm missing something. Am I missing something? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, those are that's all the it. bases. Yeah, and, and, you know, let us let us know how you feel about this topic. Yes, this is an ongoing conversation. You know, we want, Anybody can yeah, join. We want to hear from you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me two plus two is five. Mm-hmm. I'm not entertaining it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your work. Yes. Show, you your, show work. your work. So Always show your work. Yes. Yes, I think that's it. All right. So on that note, All we right. will bid you adieu. Adieu. Yes. So long, farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. Very well.